0: Christmas everyone. I'm so glad we could be together tonight. I'm gonna just begin by how one of our kids come up here, not a child of mine, but a child of the family here, the Bethany family. Would you come up here? Maybe tell us your name, huh? Elizabeth. We kind of know each other a little bit, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do we know each other anyway? I lived in your house. Yep, for a little while. Wasn't that fun? I enjoyed it. Yeah. You guys were awesome. The backyard was great. Wasn't it? I loved it too, yeah. Yeah. Tons of fun. I sort of wish it had grass, though. (laughs) Yeah. We chose a hot tub instead, but what can you do? So hey, listen, you're going to have to make a very important choice here, because I want to give you a gift, all right? So here's here's the choice, everyone. You can't all see. But you can either choose this paperclip, which is good for clipping paper, Mm -hmm. or uh, it's a little bit of milk chocolate to share with your family Mm -hmm. and a little bit of Play-Doh to share with your sister. So again, let's be clear. Paperclip or chocolate and Play-Doh. Which would you like? (laughs) It's not really a trick question. (laughs) Which would be the most fun to share with others? The chocolate. Yeah, I think so too. I think you chose wisely. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep the paper clip for the next child in the next service. And I'm gonna give you some chocolate and the Play-Doh. And just because you've made a good, wise choice, I'm gonna give you one other gift, a little bear. So you go share all those things with your family. Let's thank her for participating. And the reason that uh, we're doing this little exercise is because I'd like to talk to you kids, and the adults, of course, can listen as well, but I really would like to talk to the kids about how important it is to make the wise choice in life, right? Often we have to make choices, and Sometimes, the truth is, though making choices are important, we don't always choose what's good. Even though the choices we make seem good at the time, they don't always turn out to be the best choice. Have any of you ever chose the biggest piece of cake and then you got sick later on? Has that ever happened to anybody? That's happened to me before. Uh, Sometimes you want to eat all your candy for breakfast, and then you get sick a little bit later on. So it seems like a good choice in the moment, but in the end, it's not a good choice. And see, the problem is even things that might feel great at the moment when we enjoy them, later, sometimes we end up sorry that we chose them because they make us sick, or they make us sad, or they make us grumpy. We chose because it felt good, but it wasn't actually the best choice. Now, kids, I would tell you a little secret here Parents also make bad choices sometimes. Did you know that? All well, the kids are nodding. Yeah, they know. They ch- sometimes pa- we parents choose to buy things that are super fancy and we feel very good in the moment when we buy them. But later when we need to pay for them because we get a piece of mail, we're sad, right? <laughs> and one time I went to McDonald's and I... F- filled myself with Chicken McNuggets, and then when I got home, my wife had made a much better meal, and I couldn't eat it because I chose the wrong thing, and it felt good at the moment, but actually by the time I got home, I was sick to my stomach. And so we choose things sometimes that seem right, but they're not right. And uh, when parents do that, sometimes we choose big fancy cars or fancy clothes or fancy drinks or expensive trips that are fun for a little while, But in the end, we still don't feel content. And so one of the most important questions for all of us in the room on Christmas Eve is this question. Do I want the right gifts from God? Do I want the right gifts from God? And we're going to learn from the story of a man named Simeon two important things. We will learn from Simeon, number one, how to want the right gifts. And number two, what we're given when we want the right gifts. So we're going to learn how to want the right gifts and what we're given when we want the right gifts. And so let me just walk us through this story that we heard read of Simeon. There's a man, and he's in the temple in Jerusalem. He's been there a long time. He's very old. And he's been waiting and praying and looking for something for a very long time. And what we learn from the Bible is this. Simeon was looking for the comfort of Israel. This is very important. Simeon was looking for the comfort of Israel, and it's important because it tells us that what Simeon wanted wasn't something just for himself, but what he wanted was something that would help everybody. Isn't that cool? He wanted a gift, in other words, that he could share, just like the chocolate. I could have a paperclip, but I could only use it. But the chocolate, I could share with everybody. And Simeon wanted a gift that he could share, and that's what made Simeon a good-hearted man... And there were many in Israel who needed the comfort that Simeon wanted Jesus to bring. Simeon cared that people were suffering. And this care made him wish for others to meet the Messiah because he knows that those who meet Jesus will find comfort in their suffering. The suffering might not go away, but they'll find comfort. And that comfort is a great gift for all of us in the room. And so I love that Simeon wanted something for others, not just something for himself. And this has great application for all of us in the room. Because Jesus tells us that the gift of God taking control of our broken world is a gift that is ours because of Christ. But it's not just our broken world that God wants to heal, it's our broken lives as well. It doesn't matter if our lives are broken because we made bad decisions with our time or our money or our bodies. Or maybe our lives are broken just because we live in a fallen world and things have happened to us. Family members have died too young. Spouses have been unfaithful. Jobs have been lost. Stuff happens to all of us. So we've made bad choices and we live in a broken world, but the beauty of Christmas is this. Whatever the cause, the gift of Christ is a gift that will heal our broken lives and bring comfort. And even more, The gift of Christ will change our desires. So we begin to desire not only for ourselves, but desire that others would know peace and comfort in a broken world. And to me, that is the most important thing of the gospel, is that God has changed my heart so that it's not just about me anymore, but it's about what is God doing to fix our broken world. And I love that Simeon in this story didn't worry about himself More than anything in the world, the one thing that Simeon wanted was he wanted to see the Messiah and bring the blessings of Messiah to others. And so let me ask all of us in the room a single question. What do we want most this Christmas? What do we want most? And when I think of Berlin, Paris, Florida nightclubs, Cologne, Aleppo, refugees, I know what I want more than anything. Come, Lord Jesus, heal our broken world. I want Jesus' will to be done on earth as it is in heaven because when that happens, the phrase, no more, will be written across all that is broken in this world. No more addiction, no more cancer, no more infidelity, no more war, no more poverty, no more racism, no more isolation, no more terror, no no more death, no more. Why? Messiah Heals the world, we wait. (laughs) And he came once, and the promise of Scripture is he will come again. And so the question on the table this evening as we go into our time of celebration together is this, what do you want more than anything else? And Simeon is a great example for me because what he wanted was the healing of the world. (laughs) And in Psalm 106, verse 15, we read of a darker time in the nation of Israel when they were wandering around in the wilderness, and they were complaining about their diet. And it says, oh, God, give us meat. We want meat. We want meat. We're so sick of this bread that you're providing every morning fresh. We don't want it. We want meat. And in Psalm 106, it says that God gave them what they asked for, but their souls became lean. Watch out what you want. (laughs) Because if my desires are wrong, God may meet my desires, but my soul could shrivel up and my life could become very small. C.S. Lewis says it this way. (laughs) It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. What do you want? We're half-hearted creatures fiddling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. We're like ignorant children who want to go on making mud pies in a slum because we cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. What do you want? It's a good question on Christmas Eve. The two most defining moments of my life, other than marriage and coming to Christ were both prayers. In 1976, in the snow, in the Sierra Nevada mountains, I prayed and I said said this to the Lord Jesus, Lord, I want more than anything to know you. I want to make knowing you the main goal of my life. It's what I want. And because I prayed that prayer, I believe in 1992, I prayed a different prayer, leaving uh, a, a, a hotel in Bangkok where I inadvertently encountered human trafficking. And I said, God... I pray that you'll use me to make a difference in this world, that I would represent the heart of Christ to bring hope and healing where there's disease and oppression and brokenness. What do you want? Well, here's the beauty of the story. When we want the right things, we're given something very special. What are we given when we want the right gifts? Well, here's Simeon. Can I have my granddaughter? Is she here? Is she? Yeah. I want to show you guys my granddaughter. I only have one. Hey, Lucy. How you doing, sweets? Yeah. Let's talk for a minute. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Lucy, these are your friends. The reason I'm holding this child is because Simeon held the Christ child. And then this is what he said. Now, Lord, I can depart in peace. I've been waiting, you provided. And he held the child in his arms and he knew. He knew that this child was destined to be hope in our world. What a gift. All he wanted was the consolation of Israel. What did he get? Peace, the assurance that Messiah had come, and the gift of holding the Christ child in his arms. In other words, he chose chocolate and Play-Doh, he chose wisely, but he got a bear as well. (laughs) Do you understand? We are far too easily pleased. What do you want this Christmas? Christmas is a time when we evaluate our lives. We're with our family, we're mindful of our family brokenness. We're in our world and it's the end of the year and we're mindful of our global brokenness. What do you want? I want Christ as the light of the world to shine in me in order that that light in me would bring light to the darkness that is our world. I'm gonna hand this child off to someone. (laughs) Your buddy, my son-in-law. And so, as we close, the Apostle Paul says this You've come here tonight, maybe just to light a candle. But if in this time you've come for Christ, Ephesians 1 says this Oh, you'll find Christ, but you'll be blessed with every spiritual blessing, filled, healed, on a journey toward wholeness, that you will become hope in the midst of despair. Life in the midst of death, healing in the midst of disease, and light in the midst of darkness. The light has come, and you now are the light of the world. I'll pray, and in just a moment, it'll become dark in here, and then by way of response, I'll light a candle, and I'll come to the front of each row, and you will, uh, I'll then light your candle, and if you would, uh, let the lit candle be the one that angles so that when things drip, they drip onto the paper, if that makes sense. And we will worship together as we pass the light through the room. Christ, the light of the world, will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we are grateful that as we gather within these walls, you've invited us to just take a moment before the fullness of time with family, with friends, and allow your Holy Spirit to speak to us. What do we want from you? And we're mindful, Father, that we live in a broken world. And many of us are mindful as well that we're broken people. And thank you that as we come to you in brokenness, you meet us there. And not only meet us, but fill us. And not only fill us, but fill us to overflowing that we might become, in a very real way, the light of the world. Bless this time. In the name of Christ we pray.